0: I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take.
1: Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Podcast, Spotlight Interview Edition. Ryan Roberts here. Draft analyst and scouting coordinator for NFL Draft 5, bringing you everything and anything you need to know for the 2021 NFL Draft and beyond. Have here a redshirt junior now going into his third year of playing time for Illinois State, Mr. John Ridgway, who's a massive man in the middle of the defense, defensive tackle number 99 on film, probably a guy that we won't be talking about maybe for a year or two as far as draft um, from a draft perspective. But every time I watched Illinois State defense last season, he, number 99, was very easy to find. He popped off the screen. He's a much better athlete than you might anticipate for a player his size. John is an All-Missouri Valley Football Conference Honorable Mention selection this past season. FCS All-American selection by Phil Steele during his first uh, first year of playing for Illinois State. Three-time varsity letter winner uh, from Bloomington High School in the state of Illinois. Uh, inviting John on here now. John, appreciate it again, man, taking some time today. If you want, if you want to just say hi to the folks, bro, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and taking some time to tell me your story.
2: Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this during all this quarantine and COVID-19. It really brings me back to football, and I really appreciate you having me on, man.
1: Oh, absolutely, John. And I, I know we're, uh, we're going to get into mostly football. I, I did want to start just with the COVID stuff, you know, for a second, because everybody I'm sure is very interested with Illinois State being, you know, one of the premier programs on the FCS level. The, the season has been delayed, unfortunately. I know there's been, you know, just kind of been a shock to everybody. It's been a really tough offseason for everybody involved, coaches, players, uh, front office uh, executives, even going up to like the NFL it's uh, it's been a, a off season of uncertainty to say the best. How have you felt, like you and the team, throughout everything of all these obstacles, have been able to navigate this season and, and try to, you know, continue to get better as you're as you're moving forward to the uh, eventual start of your season?
2: Um, uh, just from coming, been going into fall camp this year and seeing everybody, uh, up and out and delaying their season to the spring, and it kind of put a big little negative little aspect in our life because, I mean, they canceled spring ball on us. We had to go home. We couldn't practice or do anything, and then we come back. We're ready to play, ready to start the season. I feel like we've had – we feel like this season was going to be our breakout year this fall, but it looks like it was pushed to spring, but we're still gunning for the national championship and everything like that. But our main focus this year was control the controllables and don't worry about the uncontrollables, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, COVID 19 is here. I mean, anybody can just drop, you know, it's quarantine two weeks, and we just got to keep our head up straight, you know, on a swivel. Like, we can't just be worrying about the uncontrollables, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I know uh, I went back to, you know, just kind of starting this journey uh, throughout your career, back to Bloomington High School a little bit, I saw a three time. Varsity letter when we were in football, you were a track athlete, you were a wrestling standout as well. Uh, talk to me a little bit, John, about Bloomington High School and, and coming to Illinois State obviously I know you stayed in the state of Illinois, um, obviously to choose the Redbirds, but a little bit of the recruiting aspect of everything and why Illinois State was ultimately the best fit for you.
2: Um, Illinois State was just cool because growing up I used to ride my bike, like all in the quad and everything. I used to just go and just watch – ISU practice, especially with Boomer Gripsby and uh, when they were gunning for the National Championship I used to go and watch them all the time so I mean ISU's always been a big part of my life growing up, I always went to their games and everything else because it was like normal's a neighbor town from Bloomington and then growing through high school I was always waiting to see if Spec or just Illinois, if I'd get that that little piece of paper you know that you get in the school about schools hitting you up or just a letter, I was always excited you know because ISU was like everything growing up, you know, just the Redbirds in the hometown. When they got the new stadium and everything like that, I was like, yeah, I can't wait to play there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it, man. And obviously you're you're a part of what has become a really nice defensive tradition. I think you guys finished top five in, in the FCS level and scoring defense, only 16 points per game. Obviously you were a huge part of that. You know, I, I've, I've talked a little bit about obviously Romeo McKnight chose to transfer this off season, yeah. but you guys – we're really dynamic up front, and Devin Taylor on the back end, Christian Uphoff. There's so many great players on that defense still returning. Also, uh, just talk to me a little bit, John, about that that lineage and that reputation that you guys have developed on the defensive side of the ball, and and that brotherhood that you guys have going on on that side.
2: Um, Coach Nekem's main emphasis was defend every inch, you know, and just win. Like, be the best you can be. Like, don't take any snaps off. Like, bow the You know, bow up, you know, and you need to. Like, all the goal line stoppages we do, like, Coach Neekamp preaches that. Coach Hendricks preaches it. Like, defend every inch. Like, don't let nobody get past you. Like, this is your job. Like, if you want to do this in college, like, you got, like, you're getting paid in college, you know? Like, you got to go out there and just do what you got to do, you know? You're not getting that starting spot for nothing. I feel like if I get my starting spot taken away, I missed a paycheck. That's how I feel about it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying absolutely. to the next level, and if I ain't doing what I need to do, or if I ain't defending every inch, like they'll put someone in for you. You know, we got athletes; like we're a dynamic bunch in the defense. Like we got guys that can stop the run. We got guys that can run around people and attack the quarterback. Like, we're we got a legit defense this year. I'm pretty excited to let loose.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and obviously, you guys were off on, ended on a. Really strong note just on the defensive side of the ball. You know, obviously that 24-6 to victory over Southeast Missouri in the playoffs, 24-14, you held down a really explosive Central Arkansas offense. And then, you know, that that game with North Dakota State in the third round of the playoffs, which was North Dakota State's, in my opinion, from watching the film, their toughest matchup from a defensive perspective. And you guys were a couple plays away from playing in the national championship and, and um, obviously ending that year off. I'm sure the the goals were for you guys. Just looking forward now, John, with, with the the way that you ended with the way with the players, um, because I know in the playoffs, you know, Brady Davis was out. You guys were down to a backup quarterback, and there was a lot of injuries. I know throughout the year on the offensive side of the football. How excited are you guys just coming back now, building off of that momentum that you ended last season off on? Oh,
2: we're very excited because a lot of the guys that <clears throat> helped build us up to get to that spot in the playoffs didn't end up getting to play you know like Andrew Edgar he was pretty explosive for us when we needed him Brady Davis when he wasn't battling his injuries he was on top you know like when we went against uh Northern Arizona we had our offense was 100% our defense was 100% and we put up a real good game against them you know so now that we have all of our players back all of them are healthy we're getting back in the groove of things we can just see that we're going to be ready to we're going to be ready to Cause some damage in Missouri Valley this year. Turn some heads, you know. There's a lot of people thinking Missouri Valley, they think, you know, you and I with their big offensive linemen, and they got NDSU that just, you know, dominates every year. And we're ready to change that, you know. We want the birds to dominate, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I know the, uh, First game I saw of you was actually against Northern Iowa. I was so impressed just with your ability to, to stack the line of scrimmage, play off of blocks, take up multiple blockers. It, it was really impressive stuff in the run game. Talk to me, John, a little bit about the in, in, the um, the involve. Uh, I don't – sorry. Talk to me a little bit about – the improvements you've had over the last couple of years and the evolution of your game that you've seen that, that just has taken it to such a, a, a impressive level so far.
2: So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but ISU recruited me for offensive line. So my first fall at ISU, uh, I played O-line and coach back brought me in and he was like, Hey, uh we're kind of trying to make a transition. I want to know if you want to move to D-line. And I was like, yeah, like, I'd, I'd love that. Like, I was an All-State D-lineman in high school. I was like, yeah, I'm up for the challenge, you know. <clears throat> so that transition from offense to D-line was just so hard because I'm used to, you know, being in tight with people. You know, I have another guy to help me to scoop block and stuff like that, get up to the next level. But a defensive lineman, like, I didn't know where the play was going. So I had to, like, defeat the block, then find my eyes, you know. Like, it was – Whole different transition, and Coach Hendricks really helped me out with that from getting my feet right, you know. Because offensive linemen, you really you're not really moving that much, five yards. But defensive linemen, I gotta keep moving my feet, you know. I gotta get lower than the guy, I gotta get QB contained or something like that. So they really helped me in my game, and I wanted to really dominate run blocking last season, and I feel like I did that. And this off season, I really been trying to transform my body trying to slim up and still keep muscle mass and hopefully it'll make me a better pass rusher. And I've been working on that a lot because I kind of want to be a, a more of a versatile nose guard. You know, I can move to a three tech if I, if needed, and I can still rush and get after the quarterback. So I'm really hoping I can put on a show this spring of being a more dominant interior D lineman and being able to actually rush and be a part of a three man rush up front.
1: And I and I, I completely agree just with the, the dominance that you had in the run game, 50 tackles, three tackles for loss. Felt like there were definitely moments where you're able to unlock your hips and be a, a little more flexible than you anticipate from 6'6", 325-plus pounds. So I'm excited personally about that evolution. John, I love asking guys, though, about role models in terms of players that maybe you have gravitated towards growing up, currently, whatever it might be, who are some guys – Um, from a football perspective that you really like to watch that maybe you model your game after a little bit?
2: Uh, Akeem Hicks. He's a big dude, you know. He's long arms. He's still a solid guy, you know. And uh, he kind of, like, I've seen the way, like, he moves. And I'm kind of, like, similar to him in, like, height and weight. You know, he's a – I think he said he was, like, 6'4", I think, 6'3", about 320. And then Eddie Goldman. For the Chicago Bears, Nose Guard. That dude's a monster. I mm-hmm. I literally have his YouTube highlights. Like, I've watched it maybe seven times. Uh, Quentin Williams. That dude's a, a monster, too. Nose Guard from Alabama. He's at, like, the New York Jets now, I believe. And uh, Quentin Nelson. That dude's mean, man. That guard for Indianapolis Colts. I freaking love that guy. I, I can watch his film every day. And, like, he gets low, you know, like a defensive lineman when he needs to. Like, honestly, like him run blocking and stuff like that. And he kind of, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of like you and I's offense lineman and India. You, you know, big mean, like they're gonna get India. You know, like you gotta, like I watch him and I watch how defensive linemen attack him. And I can try and do it better, you know. I try to like watch him to see what he's doing to see if any other guys in the valley or FCS is doing the same thing i got to learn off a lot of people's tape, to be honest.
1: I love it, man. And one thing that I heard, you know, that last little blip is the Valley play has some great offensive and defensive line play. You talked about UNI and North Dakota State. There's a lot of guys that are playing professional football now from those schools, a couple more coming up this year. I know that that inside the Valley – scouts love it just because there's such a physical nature it's very pro ready in a sense you know you you see a lot of pro concepts in the run game you see a lot of physicality Uh, for you john being able to play in in the valley on a week-to-week basis what's it like down in those trenches man because you you mentioned a couple of those guys are pretty mean down there and obviously you uh you know, you're, you're knocking boots with them every, every single play. So uh, what's it like down in the trenches in the valley for you? Uh,
2: it's, it's very hard. Like, <laughs> I would like, eat. I'd be so stressed watching film. And I'd be, like, just down in Gatorade, just eating granola bars. Like, oh, my God, these dudes are huge this week. Like, wow. Because I remember watching – because NDSU, when they run their, like, power game, like, it's right down the A gap it's like i'm getting a, a down block by a guard and if my dn doesn't hit the tackle i'm getting just kicked out of the bar you know like they're about to mess me up so i mean they're pretty they're rough like i love i love it though because i could stay on the field longer you know they're running that ball i can be getting mean with them back i love it
1: absolutely absolutely man that's that's uh I played offensive line too, so that's the dream right there. You know, everybody wants to talk about the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, but man, you want to see the you want to see the real action. Uh-huh. Keep your eyes on the uh, on the front four of the defense or down five, whatever it might be, and uh, watch those dudes work because that's where that's where all the action's really happening. You know what I
2: mean? I love like just I love it when offenses just run the ball because like I'm eating up at least two guys. You know, like. I'm getting a center guard and they got to combo me to the linebacker, and half the time I can eat up two, you know, so I can leave the linebacker free to go eat. Like Ty DeForest last year, Dylan Drake, they were coming down smacking people. I loved it. Seeing like me taking two or three people on pass protection, seeing Romeo Knight work a move, you know, and get loose on people. It was amazing. I got a little jealous, you know, I'm like, dang, I wish they can take two or three guys for me, but, you know, (laughs) I can eat up running backs.
1: Well, that's really funny because I I feel like everybody always says like quarterbacks need to like treat their offensive linemen right, man. I always think linebackers, right? They need to treat their front front four nice. You know what I mean? Their nose guards, their defense, their three text, their one text, whatever it is. Like those dudes are taking up those blocks, and then you see you know the the uh, Darius Leonard's of the world having 140 tackles. Well, there's a reason that he had 140
2: tackles. Real good good defensive lineman up front, some dogs.
1: Absolutely. And now that we're we're moving forward to the spring and I know that you're, you know, staying hungry, staying ready. Uh, you talked about, you know, just taking that next step now with the team and and being ready for the next season. For you, what what does Illinois State in this upcoming season have to accomplish in order for you to feel like it was a um it was a success for the 2021, I guess, technical season now?
2: Um I kind of just want to last year if you could if you just seen that I mean, we'd go against some good schools and we'd hang with them, you know, and we'd, sometimes we'd win against them and then we'd go against teams that, you know, they're coming off a loss or they're coming off of like a two-game, like losing streak, and we don't go out there and play like we need to. So this year, I feel like, honestly, like if we just play as a team and we, all of us do our job and we're not loafing, we're not half-assing anything, sorry I had to say it, but, you know, like yeah. I feel we go out and we play our game it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice little awakening for the valley you know we got some good good guys coming back we got some veterans i mean we started off as a young group two years ago and now we're all old so i feel like this is our time you know like we're hungry we're ready for it i feel like last year with the uh, playoff seedings and everything i feel like we should have been NDSU and i should have been in the you know Far, uh, not Fargo, but uh, Frisco, right? This is in Frisco, Texas? Yep. Yeah, I feel like we should have been there, you know? Like, the quarterfinals playoff game, that was a that was a nice game, you know? Like, the whole Fargo Dome, I've never heard it so loud. And as soon as the defense is on the field and the offense is on, it's quiet. You can hear a pin drop in that stadium. Like, it is, it is real deal. And I can't wait to go up there and... Give them a little run for their money, and same as you and I, you know, like they're in a dome this year. We're going to be going to their place. I can't wait. I mm-hmm. got the hey. business to take care of. You know, last oh, week, as yeah, I, remember, I guess he was like looking up, like dang, I really just got my knee taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I just first business to take care of.
1: I love it, man. And and last question I kind of wanted to leave you on here was obviously you know being a redshirt junior, whether it's twenty twenty one NFL draft, twenty twenty two. Think that you're a a person that a lot of teams are going to highly covet, especially odd fronts. You know, being able to play that zero nose tackle position Uh, for you. What would what would that moment feel like? How long has just um, being a professional athlete, being a professional football player, how long has that been a dream? And and what what would that ultimately be? as far as how much of a blessing would it be for you?
2: Um, honestly, like, I wasn't really confident in me going to the NFL until about my sophomore, junior year of high school. I'm like, I can really do this. So I've been dreaming about it, man. Right when I signed with ISU, my and intent that night when I went to sleep, I had a dream of me, like, holding up a jersey. So I, I'm, I've been hungry for that for a while. I can't wait to accomplish it because, I mean – That'd be a dream come true for sure. I know, like whenever I watch a draft and hearing guys get their names called, I, I start like getting like my heart drops. I'm like, damn, imagine being in their shoes right now. Just hearing that phone call, you know, hearing that little music playing when the clock's on, you know, I just I dream about that and I can't wait. Hopefully I can turn it into a reality. If not, I guess we will go sell some car insurance or something like that. But man, it'd be nice.
1: Absolutely. So again, I got Mr. John Ridgway here, defensive lineman from Illinois State, joining me today for this Believe in NFL Draft Prospects Spotlight Edition. John, I really appreciate some time today, man. It was was really fun to just get a little in-depth into your background and your story a little bit. I, I appreciate just all the time today.